Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we have Michael Agut, and he was born and he lived on the south side of Chicago for most of his young adult life. Started playing guitar and writing songs when he was 16, then several garage and bar bands, and then moved out to San Francisco Bay Area and joined a band called The High Tops. They played R&B and Motown covers. Lots of fun and crazy stuff then, he says. Uh, their claims to fame were, were including playing for a presidential candidate party, Jerry Hart, and opening for the Violent Femmes at a dive bar called The Golden Gromit. He started put music aside for a few years to raise a family and get a PhD and worked in corporate world, Gap, Humana, and Northwestern Mutual. Eventually moved back to the Midwest, Louisville, and then to Milwaukee area. So we're going to talk with Michael today about all his adventures in music. And we'll see you on the other side of the interview. Thanks. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thank you very much. We have Michael. How do you say your last name? Leggett. Leggett. L-E-G-U-T. L-E-G-U-T. Okay. And why don't you kind of give us your music origin story? Kind of where did you grow up? Did you come with a musical family? Are you the black sheep? You know, where you lead you to today? Yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, let's see. So... Grew up in Chicago, so uh, Chicago born, raised, stayed most of my adult life in Chicago. My father was actually a musician. He played in a band called the Virginia Ambassadors. Why they called themselves the Virginia Ambassadors, I'll never know. Uh, but it was a big band in the, in the 30s, and he played a variety of instruments, uh, saxophone, clarinet, I don't know what else. Um, and actually you met my mom. My mom was the, uh, kind of a rogue singer, uh, as part of that band. And that's how they got, they got together and had our kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I grew up sort of in a musical family. Everybody was, actually, he wanted us all to play an instrument. So I learned how to play the clarinet of all things. Um, and then, uh, you know, he taught, taught everybody a little bit of something, but that didn't really stick with me. Although I do still have the clarinet that he taught me on. Oh, cool. Uh, in the ragged shape that it's in, I still have that. Um, then, you know, I got into, uh, guitar work. Um, like when I was 16, kind of more folk, um, music kind of, uh, activity, playing that, playing uh, in a band for a while called uh, the Starliner Band in Chicago. And we kind of bopped around a little bit in a couple of bars and events there. 
um, uh, played uh, a Fender, of all things, I played a Fender Mustang guitar way back then, um, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so, you know, college and stuff, I played acoustic, some open mics there, started doing a little bit of writing in my college days, um, continued in that vein for a bit, and on, then on and off with guitar, just kind of kept up, always had a guitar, but didn't, uh, didn't pursue that direction all that uh, much until I actually moved to California, and then... Um, joined some other band members in a band called the high tops um and so we played motown and blues electric motown and blues and again bopped around in some local bars doing that kind of stuff uh still writing doing a little bit of writing back then and um and then uh let's see so what else was it doing oh our claim to fame claim to fame we opened for the violent femmes at one point oh okay <laughs> and i don't know you know this are your leaders um your listeners uh you remember gary hart was a presidential candidate and so we got hired one time in san francisco to play for his uh one of his uh candidacy events so okay. that was fun so that was good and then what else well, basically after that you know that kind of mothballed things for a bit got married you know had kids Moved back to the uh, Midwest um, and I picked up the guitar again uh, when I moved to Milwaukee, Milwaukee area. Um, met a friend of mine, and some of your listeners may know him from the Front Porch Rockers, uh, Jesus Vila. Um, kind of played in a pickup band with, with him for an event and then continued playing. So right now I have a band called Casual Intent that plays electric music, which is uh, Motown blues and uh, some reggae music in that that vein. And then I still write and I still uh, still play acoustic, a lot of acoustic. And like I said, I'm going to go play at open mic tonight at uh, Lincoln Pub um, in Waukesha area. And my stuff uh, is on uh, Bandcamp. Okay. Uh, so I've been writing and putting things on band cool. doing some recording. My, my the drummer in my band uh, does some engineering, and so we've I've been putting some things together, more acoustic stuff. Then, very cool, very cool. So it sounds kind of like the genres that you find that grab grab you is is the um, Motown and blues kind of stuff. Yeah, generally I would say there, that's a, that's an influence in my things. But I pretty, when I write, I more write, very eclectic when I write. Um, generally like to keep the structures, chord structures fairly simple. Um, start usually with some kind of a guitar chord structure that I get a good feel for and uh, enjoy playing. And then from that usually evolves uh, some words and some music. And, you know, that comes in waves, you, you yeah. know, like any, you get inspired. Every so often, the p- pandemic was pretty inspiring. I wrote uh, quite a few songs during that period of time. <laughs> so, so it sounds like you you're doing mostly original music then. Yeah, uh, for my acoustic stuff, I do mostly. I do mostly original music. But in my band members, you know, they're interested in playing acoustic stuff too. So then we'll I'll put together a set list that includes a combination of 
some co covers, uh, which would be more Motown and um, some blues covers, acoustically of all things. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we'll play some of my covers as well. So I, and then I've done some, you know, I just started getting, looking at uh, trying to build my gig attendance and, and I've done some open uh, farmer's markets and things like that. So that's, that's been the kind of the summer thing that I've been doing this year. What about summer outdoor festivals? Do you kind of stay away from those or are you trying to get more into those? No, I, I would uh, definitely um, focus on building into that. Um, the, 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 you know, the pandemic has kind of put a kibosh on a lot of those right. things. So then like, okay, so how do you going to get that, get that rolling along? So I've been working in that, trying to build that kind of connection, that network. So if anybody out in your, your listeners are say, have some gigs, <laughs> reach out, reach out to me, reach out to me. Uh, actually, so the uh, casual intent band uh, is probably the best way to reach out to me. And we do have a Facebook page. So, so people can look for casual intent on Facebook and they'll see some of the, some sample demos and things like that, that we've been doing out there. Yeah. I had, um, a couple episodes ago, I had um, Matt Anton from ACA Entertainment, and they kind of kind of do that kind of stuff where they help local bands get you know the gigs that they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thank you because I and I have reached out to him a little bit to see where where they're at. You know, in terms of the outdoor events, those are pretty much closed off at this point. But yeah, yeah. Looking looking at that, that'd be great. Yeah. And another one is Allison M from uh, Wisconsin Music Ventures. They kind of do the same kind of thing. So if you want to, yep. you know, co contact Allison, you could kind of see what they have coming up in the fall, winter, and spring, which hopefully will be here yeah. sooner than we expect. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually looking at both of those. So okay, good. That's, uh, it's sort of it's sort of in play. You know, and there's other kind of things, obviously. I'm trying to stay. I, I actually prefer to do stay in the local area in the mm -hmm. Midwest area, you know, so that's where I'm at with that. Cool. Um, let's yeah. kind of talk about your, your experiences with the local scene attitude, kind of like the positives. I mean, we don't have to talk about it as in pandemic era, but you know, before and hopefully future wise, what do you kind of see as the positives of your local music scene? Uh, you know, I, I gotta say, uh, reaching out to people, they're very, you know, encouraging, say, yeah, let's, uh, you know, come on out. We want to hear your music. You know, those, so I think people are generally encouraging. It's about, it's about getting them, getting the, the timing right and being able to get either myself out there or myself and the other band members um, to a, a slot in their schedule to go ahead and do that. A lot of times, another thing that I'm see, seeing is they actually, so being newer to this at this, this, point in my career i'm looking at um you know it's they schedule pretty far up so right now they're scheduling for even into february and march now already so right so right it's sort of like a, it's sort of like that that but you know nobody's negative everybody wants to hear you they they <laughs> the, 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 i want to say the, the most kind of limiting thing is they want to hear you play someplace live before they'll hire you to come and play at their uh, bar or event. So demos are fine, but they actually want you to want to come to see you play. So that's why I'm doing open mics too, so I can 
encourage them to come come out and see me and stuff like that. Right. Have you th- have you done like getting it like video recorded so at least you can show them a video of you playing live so they can kind of yeah. if they can't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've done a video of that I didn't like the first one that I do, so I'm, that's kind of being teed up for another time to to do that. But I I agree with you there too. Uh, that can be an important aspect if they can't make it to do something like that where you can um, bring that to them in some way. Right. I have a, uh, with our with the band too. We we created a a demo tape, a demo fo- on a phone, and so I I. Uh, promote those as i'm meeting with them and talking to them about what the setup is and how we can get connected cool what about the struggles that you've kind of experienced of the local scene struggles i would say you know i i like i want to say i like playing with other people so some of that is it's more of a struggle of feeling that someone sort of is the right fit with the music that you're playing Mm -hmm. And so some of it is okay, you know. The, the, how is this? Because I'm more, I I play music more a lot more by ear rather than reading, and a lot of musicians are that way. And so people who are more into the very specifics of the of reading and things like that are not are as a good fit for me as those who are more uh, a little bit more loose <laughs> in how they're playing in their chord structures and things like that. Right, so right. I think. That's probably the main one. I, I want to say eh, it's more time because I like to spend time writing as well as it, you know takes time to do stuff. You know, so if you're putting stuff on Bandcamp, then you got to work on your recording so it sounds reasonably decent. Mm-hmm. So that takes time, and then getting yep. out and doing some um, open mics or other things that also absorbs time too. So it's, it's a matter of finding time to do all that stuff. Right. Right. You mentioned you, you had made a, a demo. Do you have any plans? I'm doing a, a newer recording project. Or I'm currently working on one with my, with the drummer. Yeah. Okay. We're working on pulling together some of my songs, um, some of my newer stuff and looking at how to organize it in a way that, you know, the, an EP or something like that sort of has a theme, kind of fits together in some reasonable way. Right. Either, either you know, writing thematically and similar things or um, in this style of music, too. So, so let's kind of dig into that a little bit more. Um, so what is the process for this one? Like, are you thinking of going to a studio? Or are you going to do it? Like as a basement recording, kind of give us like all the details on this um, this current project. So the current project is is really starting out as a, a basement studio project. Okay. Uh, and just so getting the the basic track down. He's a drummer, so he'll he can basically drum anything. Um, and then I'm on acoustic, and then I'll add some other instruments. I may add a harmonica or. Uh, a lead guitar to my acoustic and be, now because i have some other strong band members who've heard my music soon we'll add a adds a bass player or keyboard to some of those things but it's a small space so it's like okay so how do we get everybody organized in that space to do it yeah um, uh, so that's so it's it, it'll my my thinking right now is it'll evolve from that basement recording where I'm, I 
feel confident in pulling together a particular theme, a series of songs, and then say, okay, we're going to take this now to um, a more formalized studio, and then I can bring in the, my bass player and keyboard player and stuff and, and work from there. Gotcha. So basically you're kind of going to put all the ideas together in the basement studio, and then once you feel really confident where the um the arrangements are and how you really want it to sound at the end of the song, how the song's going to finally sound, then you're going to find a project studio or, or a professional studio to go and put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So really making it more, more, uh, much more high class and, uh, other than being in the basement. Right. So eventually to, to do that, but that's exactly, that's exactly my plan at this point. <laughs> So, are you guys using like a computer? Or are you going a little bit more older school with like the outboard multi-track recorder kind of style for no, what no, you're doing? It's a, it's a, it's computer. It's Apple. He's um, uh, I can't remember what software is something on the Adobe side of things where um, he's he's uh, bringing and editing, and then we're using a we're using a it's experimenting with an automated uh, system to fine tune the mixing. And it's called uh, company Landau. I believe it is Landau. Uh, so when we, once we get it to a place where we feel that it's sort of mixed how we want it, we'll send it off to this. It's a, um, artificial intelligence thing that then kind of refines the EQ and some other things. So it, it sharpens it up a bit. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I've heard about people using those things too. So that'll be that'll be an interesting road to see where that how that sounds when you when you send it off and when you get it back. Yeah. They're pretty much immediate. It's not it's actually it it actually comes out um it does come out improved, let me just put it that way. It comes out improved in terms of the the uh EQ on on the mix that we do cuz we with a system that he has will bring it um to the the different things where we'd like to mix in like double the guitar or or double the voice or add reverb or or um mix um kind of uh, bring uh, music in or bring music out as we're uh, working on the recording so it does take time so in a lot of ways it's like i'm learning as i go along right. this non-expensive way um, and he's interested in, um, he's, 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 um, wants to pursue that as a direction for himself, um, uh, to be learned the engineering aspects of things as well, which it, it is progressing, I think nicely. Cool. Very cool. Um, what are the goals that you have set forth or have you been thinking about with this project? Is it just to get more gigs or, you know, what's your main goal with it? Well, the, with this two things with this with the project as it stands now is i want to be able to uh, pull off uh, get a clean song mat you know uh, from as much as i can from the basement that sounds clean and then i want to be able to be able to put that on Bandcamp. i have people that you know follow me on Bandcamp a bit so um and they're interested in it. Bandcamp, i really like Bandcamp. it's uh, it's very flexible and you know for the stage that I'm at in now, as you put things out there, there's a variety of 
people who have um, different styles and approaches um, to how they're doing their work. Uh, so it, it has a nice, flexible, experimental quality to it. So we'll put it, get it out there first. Once once that has visibility, then we'll pull it back in at some point and um, and get it uh, put other instruments on it. So we'll take a song that's been pretty much done. We know how we want to arrange it. We know how we want to set it up, and then we'll pull it off and then take it to a regular studio and then fix it uh, differently. I'm trying to think of what what they call it. it's like artist development song. So basically, what you're doing is you're you're putting it out there, kind of get some feedback, and then make some changes, and then eventually have the final versions back up. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's that would be it. And part of the feedback is people buy it and people comment on the stuff that I'm writing, and um, you know either they they are buying it or not. And then that you know I think the ones that the they end up buying, a, you know, that'll that'll become a hopefully become a the EP set because that's where people are showing interest. So mm-hmm. that's my feedback loop. Cool, very cool. Even though you are working on a new project, obviously you've you've mentioned you've had past recordings. Why don't why don't you pick like three songs that you'd like to have listeners hear on on your podcast episode and kind of talk about each one of those a little bit. Oh, okay. One of the, the three songs that I've uh, written. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever ones you want to pick. So there's one called uh, "Remember When" that I that I wrote. In, you know, it's it had a nice rhythm to it, and really, it's a song. It's a song about you know looking at your life as you're thinking about things, and you know everybody gets. Um, sidetracked and and goes into different things and and paths of their lives and you know you go to work you you get into this uh, kind of regular routine and one day you look in the mirror and you go hey i you know i remember when i used to do these other things um so it's it's sort of a fanciful song it talks about you know um the the uh, enjoyment of uh of being in uh, with a group of, of guys, uh, I call them the Lost Boys in this particular song. And then we we <clears throat> we talk and add a little piece related to like you know how Peter Pan and Tinkerbell and all those uh, from that that whole crew of uh, Peter Pan and the Lost Boys, right? Yeah. So that's it's really a song about that, and um, so that's one.
another work day Get in my car and head down that highway Another work day Put on my playlist and I start to the work day I want to turn around and grow up my way another work day I want to run away with Tiger Lily One that I recently wrote was a challenge for my drummer. It's called Heaven's Gate, and it's sort it's a it's a challenge that my uh, drummer uh, put out to me. He says, oh, you know, you got to write a you got to write a reggae type song, and and really it is it has a nice beat to it. It has a nice uh, theme to it. It speaks to uh, the notion of getting um, counseling or advice from your mom, your dad, um, your bar- brother, and uh, you know the the notion that you, you or in your sister, or in your notion that you haven't paid attention to any of that. <laughs> and uh, at this point of your life, you're like uh, potentially at death's door, death's door, and uh, kind of thinking, um, you know, everybody wants to get to heaven. There's got to be a better way, you know, that kind of thing. Just reflecting on, you know, so how do you get to heaven if you've not, not paid attention to all the righteous things that you should have been doing in your life? And now, <clears throat> now you're looking back and um, lamenting that you didn't do it and trying to figure out what's going to happen in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> a reggae song. Yeah, right. <laughs> um and uh, let's see, another one that I um, enjoy. I wrote quite a long time ago, actually.
Enjoy. I wrote quite a long time ago, actually. It's called Falling in Love with Our Hurricane. And it really is a song about, you know, being uh, being in love, falling in love with um, women, a woman who is just, uh, just um, pretty wild and hard to get a handle on and hard to 
stay with as a result of the wildness or craziness that's been going on in the relationship. And so... I can see the clouds are coming I can hear the rumbling thunder I can feel the winds are changing I guess I better run for cover My friend said that this would happen Death you change just like the weather I guess I didn't see it coming I guess I didn't I never used to run away from the lightning or the thunder or the rain. But you know you gotta change when you fall in love with a hurricane. I can see that look in your eyes. I can hear you call me. This is a totally different style. It's called Let the Let the River Flow. That particular song is really about and was, you know, thinking about writing a story type song. And this uh, it's sort of a sad song of an individual who um, you know, had all these big dreams when they were 17. And so that one that one is really much more uh related to um as the individual is pursuing their life, they're um, realizing that all of a sudden, um, this character, I don't know if you know the angel of death. The angel of death is uh, called Azale, I believe, Azale. 
and um, uh, the, the character in this particular story has gone to a bar that he's gone to many times before, but he's seeing people who he hasn't seen in a long time. And actually, he's actually passed over at this juncture and he's in the bar and this uh, angel of death is coming to kind of take him on his final journey. So it's called that one. And it's a good, uh, it'll be a good, it's a longer song. So you can decide if you want to kind of reduce it in any way, but uh, I'll send that one to you as well. He was just a boy from a small town in Illinois. Just turned 17, you know he had some bigger dreams. But then life got hard when daddy lost his farm. And when his mama died, who was his time daddy cried. Live each day like your life You won't ever change the path Just like the river flows That's how life goes So he grew up fast Did more than anyone would ask And life got rough and he learned how to be tough Every night hanging round He'd drive his truck into town But a day he didn't know That someone's looking for his soul Live each day like your life you won't ever change the path Like the river flows That's how life goes And he walked into Joe's bar He knew all people there He thought some had passed on But maybe it been way too long Just then an angel walked in He didn't know it was then He just got his last beer And watched that angel in the mirror Live each day like your last You won't ever change the past like the river it flows, that's how life goes. Yeah, that angel looked around, walked to that bar and she sat down. You know she had a tattoo, it said as written's here for you. Yeah, she says, honey, you're the one And I'm here to take you home And when he asks why 
Israel pointed to the sky. Live each day like your last. You won't ever change the past. Like the river it flows, that's how life goes. Now when they buried him, they buried all of his dreams. And that life that could have been was now just dust in the wind. So as you live each day, there's just one thing you gotta say. Go out and live your dream, cause life is shorter than it seems. Live each day like love. You won't ever change the past. Just like the river it flows, that's how life goes. Mm, yeah, live each day like your land. You won't ever change the path. Just like the river it flows, that's how life. As we're getting towards the end of the questions here, I only have a few more for you if you have a few more minutes. Sure. Yeah. Work-life balance. Do you find that balancing between, you know, your work schedule and playing music and life is is that difficult or have you kind of mastered that by now? Um, for many years, it was difficult. <laughs> and I want to say I've gotten to a point where I've been luckily able to retire. <laughs> and I still am looking at different job opportunities, but, I, you know, in terms of my dedication to music and songwriting, it's increased like 95% as a result of having the extra time and space. But that, when I was working full-time, that certainly always was a challenge. And, um, you know, it's one of those things you just have to figure out a space and a schedule for yourself that you're going to, dedicate that time to what i found uh, just advice though if you have other people who who you like and are willing to play with you getting on a regular schedule with that is easier than just trying to um pick it up yourself that's great advice definitely yeah definitely has there ever been any gigs that made a major impression on you either as a performer or as an audience member Oh, yeah. You know, um, gigs. Yeah. You know, I, I, being from Milwaukee, go to Summerfest, you see all the gigs there. And my favorite thing to do at that time is just kind of to walk through the various um, bands that are playing, kind of listen to them, hear how they're playing, what they're doing, how they're entertaining the group. But then I also, I saw Willie Nelson of all people one time and I go, wow, you know, and he was kind of was older at this particular juncture. And 
it was interesting who was um his uh approach to the audience and engaging with them um in terms of his music and things like that it didn't you know he he plays the music he plays is great um but his engagement with the audience was um was key and that sort of like got people uh, totally excited about the song that he was playing uh so that was an interesting interesting lesson and, and kind of taking that to heart and thinking about okay when i'm on stage it's not just about playing the the song or or whatever it's really about what are you doing conversationally uh, ahead of that song or after that song to stay keep the audience engaged and engage with them in some particular way excellent yeah it's it's i think people forget that people aren't there just for for you to perform for them but they want to also know a little bit of what's behind that song or what's you know it what influenced that song they they want to they want a little bit more they always want a little bit more than what what you know what what a song can do yeah yes it's it's some meaning behind it in some way right exactly now the other one now the other one that impressed me was the grateful dad i you know really liked listening to the grateful dad i actually went out to hitchhike out to des moines iowa at one point to hear an outdoor concert of the grateful dead um and um it was quite an experience but it was more drug induced so <laughs> i think <laughs> i i think that uh you know there wasn't much conversation everybody sort of knew their songs so there was sort of this kind of group think going on and people were singing along with the songs because they are actually already knew them and yeah and uh, was were, were pretty um uh, pretty high along with the band <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all that was a different experience yeah <laughs> as i wrap this up what's on what are you listening to right now what's you know influencing you what's you know what's something that you gra- is grabbing your ear artists you know either local or main stage Wow, let's see. Who am I listening to? I, actually, I tell you, I am. I, I have Spotify, and I'm just. I just am listening to a lot of Motown and blues right now. Like rock. I mean, he's. It's maybe past his prime quite a bit, but Robert Cray songs I'm listening to quite a bit, and kind of so I really like, like his approach and how he plays the the blues in the different ways that he plays them. Um, so I'm doing a lot of listening on his stuff, um, you know, but another influence now, I just said, yeah, you're triggering my memory. Another influence of, oh, he's an older guy was Leo, Leo Kotke. Okay. Uh, amazing guitar. Um, again, he is much older now. Um, but I, I still have his albums. He, I think he's, he is still playing around. Actually, I think he's playing around. I'm looking for a time that I can go see him locally. Um, so uh, I'd love, love to hear him, even though I, he may not be at the same dexterity that he was uh, way back when he was younger. Two great artists, for sure. I just, yes, um, Robin Ford just came out with a new album. And I've been listening to that one. And it's just, it's amazing that he's still going strong. I mean, all these years that he's been playing and it just seems to get better and better with each recording. And there's something about those players is like, you know, they 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 refi- they keep on refining their abilities and and their musical styles and 
it just, you're right. It just gets better and better. Yep. Well, Michael, unless um, there was something I haven't asked you, I th- I've run out of questions for you. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before I let you go? No, I appreciate it. Uh, look for me on Bandcamp, Michael Leggett, L-E-G-U-T. On Bandcamp, I have my some things out there that I'm working on. My my project will, uh, initial start of my project will uh, be out there. And the band, uh, my the electric band called Casual Intent is on Facebook. So people can go out and uh, reach out to me directly if they're looking to book a band that plays uh, Motown blues and reggae. Awesome. And I'll put all the, the links in the show notes for, for the listeners to click on and, and get, you, get them right to your music. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sure. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Yes. Thank you so much. Couple things coming up. We have the Wisconsin Musicians episode coming out of Holiday Songs that should be coming out in a couple weeks. So make sure you listen for that on the upcoming Monday episode in December. I believe it's going to be December 20th. And if you're interested in being on the podcast, I do have a guest request form, real short form. Just need your name and your email and send that off to me and I'll send an auto email back to you asking for all your information that pertains to your organization, business, or performance group. If you're interested in any of my other ventures with ZTF Studio, either mixing, recording, editing, or any other audio issues that you may be in need of, you can contact me through my studio email, ztfstudio at gmail.com. It's going to ztfstudio at gmail.com. And you can also check out the website at ztfstudio.com. Have a great week, everybody. 